Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Higgy. And joining me is the most radical dude, Justin. Radical dude. And joining me next is the most bodacious dude, Tyler. Uh, Ben, is that a Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this, right? It's my line! Um... <laughs> TMNT is on the mind. Ninjas are on the mind. More of that in, in Final Fantasy VII and Retro Collections. All that and more on this very episode of the Charge Talk Gamescast. We are a weekly video game podcast dedicated to the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading. And now time to set for the 45-minute block for Justin. Justin, what have you been playing? What a jerk. Um, I did want to say that it probably won't be much of the, the news you've been reading this week. Uh well, to be but, fair, most people are only caring about the Final Fantasy VII stuff, so probably it is this week. True. Spoiler warning. Yeah, I mean, there, that is pretty substantial. But anyway, uh, what have I been playing? Um, again, not that much. Uh, it feels like this week went by really quickly. Like, I don't remember really playing a lot, at least. Um, I'm still in Diablo Immortal. Uh, I'm starting to hit a wall. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm at, like, level 48, I think. And, like, I mean, I haven't finished the story, even. Um, so, like, I'm still content. Like, I, I'm probably just going to do the story and, you know, not much else. But I'm not leveling up nearly as fast as I used to, I'm noticing. So it's, like, unless I do the actual, like, you know, grindy stuff, uh, like the challenge rips and things like that, I'm just not getting experience from, like, basic enemies and, you know, just running through the game normally. Um, so that's a little annoying because there's still some things that, like, don't unlock until, like, level 52 or something like that. Like, the uh, there's, like, a kind of amulet, like, uh, uh, unique amulets that don't unlock until 52. Mm-hmm. And I the first one I got was when I was, like, level 20 or something like that. So it's just this been this annoying grind of like every time I get one of these amulets, I have just to throw it in my stash and wait. Um, and I want to know what they are, like what's special about them that you have to wait until level fifty two, and why I've been getting them for the last twenty eight or whatever levels. Like, it's weird. Um, but I did finally cave and spend a little bit of money on it. Oh, not no. like not for the. No, it's, it's Did not you the spend $15,000 on a gem only to then throw the gem away out of out of protest? You didn't do that, did you? No. Um, I just, I basically bought the premium battle pass. You do that. You are fucking, sorry. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Most of the money-making stuff in this is stupid. But it's already made, like, $28 million or something like that in two weeks. So well, I mean, I mean, good for you, Blizzard. Ten grand from what Kotaku, or fifteen grand, fifteen thousand dollars. Another fifty. I mean, like, yeah, that's probably idiot. There's, idiot. There's, it's mostly either whales and then websites trying to prove how broken it is. We know you didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, but no, I dropped five bucks on the battle pass because I have the mentality of like, if you enjoy a you know free to play game enough, it's okay to put a little money into it because otherwise, you know, you would have bought the game otherwise. So it's like the money you didn't pay for it with, you can spend as you wish. You know, no more than like what you think the game is worth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went ahead and bought the battle pass because I'm already like level 15 or something on it. And so, you know, all of the premium rewards like get backtracked. So I basically like 
got a, a ton of stuff like you know 15 levels worth of premium stuff um by spending five dollars and i know i'm gonna go further like i think it's 40 50 levels something like that um and it lasts a month and i've been playing daily so like i'm, I'm making progress um <clears throat> it was worth five bucks like that's fine uh, and also, it was, it was partially just kind of curiosity to see what kind of things are on it. Because, like, you can see them, but I don't know what anything is until I actually get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't pay attention. So there was, like, a lot of the, um, the upgrade materials that you need for, like, upgrading your weapons and armor and uh, gems. Um, and then I think there was, like, a legendary gem or two in there, which are the things that, like, modify your abilities and stuff. Um and then just, like, some resources and a few cosmetics and things like that. Uh, so nothing amazing, but, like, it, it gave me a good character boost at a time when I was starting to, like, you know, notice how strong enemies were. Which I realize is kind of the point, like, that, that you know, the, the game is pay to win. <laughs> um, but I didn't need it. I just, like I said, I thought it was worth five bucks. Um, so, yeah, still enjoying that, but I'm definitely, like... I'm I'm kind of bored of like the daily grind. I just want to do like the story and, uh, you know, knock out my the challenges that I have on the bounty board and stuff. But like those are really boring and don't really give you much rewards. So some of it feels like a just a necessary grind. Um, but for the most part, I'm liking it. Um, it doesn't help to wait a three day weekend and like on the weekend, I've pretty much just been doing like the bare minimum. Uh, because you get, like, a reward for your first kill every day, and then there's also, like, the daily, like, login bonuses or whatever. So I go in, like, do a quest to get my first kill, and then pretty much quit. Um, so I haven't made a lot of progress in the last few days, but... Anyway, uh, I also... I forgot to mention last week, um, but I had barely started. Uh, I have been playing um, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, the classic Star Wars xbox pc game um that recently was ported to switch um our friend of the show uh dj stormageddon was talking about the game and um one of my friends has been like really into the series forever Mm -hmm. um i want to play it and yeah and i was looking into um like some different star wars cosplay stuff i could do because i you know i got a new lightsaber which still hasn't arrived or even possibly shipped i'm not sure shipping delays motherfucker it's a problem all of the world yeah well i ordered side tangent but i ordered from a place that was like in the u.s like it, it said it was stationed in new york but apparently their uh their shipping factory is in china there you go so they just have like a you know the the face of the company is in new york but you're still waiting on international shipping and stuff and i'm like ah have fun seeing you whatever. next year yeah so that's a little annoying um, Probably having trouble finding crystals. <laughs> <laughs> but part of it was just because, like, they still had free shipping. So, like, it was still cheaper than a lot of the other places that were overseas. Um, I guess they just kind of comp the shipping for you. So, whatever. That's cool. I don't have to deal with all the ridiculous international shipping prices. But anyway, point is, I'm going to remake my Obi-Wan costume um, with, like, the new costume from the Obi-Wan show. Um, because I, just, I think it's a little cleaner. Uh, but... I my new lightsaber is one that like can do multiple colors and stuff, so I kind of wanted to like model a, a Sith character too. Ooh. Um, and I was looking up some cool like character designs and stuff, and I've always kind of gravitated toward Revan. 
um, like or Darth Revan, whatever, who was mostly known for being like the you know villain of Kotor um, and its sequel. So I know the character, like just from you know pop culture and stuff, but I never played the games to actually like learn anything about him. So it's like you know what, if I'm gonna cosplay this character, like I wanna I wanna see you know where he comes from. So I started playing Kotor. Um, it's one I had tried to play a long time ago on PC, but like I couldn't get it to control right. Like so there was something weird with that version. I don't know. Um, it would like freeze after combat, so I couldn't do anything. You have to quit out. And then, you know, you don't have a save file or anything. So I, I literally couldn't get out of the tutorial. So I asked uh, DJ Stormageddon if, like, if, the, if it runs better on Switch, like if I could actually make progress. And he said it's great. So I thought I'd check it out. Um, and it is really cool. Like, the combat is very simple. And it makes me, honestly, more intrigued for the remake that's coming uh, to see kind of how they can modernize it a little bit. Because uh, it's it shows its age at very at a lot of points, <laughs> um, but it's really cool in like the uh, kind of the D and D mechanics of it, um, because mm. it's it's essentially based on a D twenty system. So all of your stats and skills and stuff are pretty you know well known to anyone that's played D and D before. Um, you've got like your vitality and strength and wisdom and intelligence and that kind of thing. Roll for intelligence, natural one. Ah, uh, no, you turned to Jar Jar Binks. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not wrong, honestly. Um, and, like, the way you play through the game is different depending on, you know, your uh, your stats. Like, you can have a low intelligence character and just play through the whole game being just dumb as rocks. Um, and that's a, that's a viable strategy if you want to mostly focus on, like, you know, a combat build or something. Um you can also have a more well-rounded character, but you're probably going to be screwed in a lot of combat encounters. Um, and, like, I've tried to mostly focus on, uh, like, or, what is it, persuasion, I think is the skill. Um, so focus on, like, charisma stuff, so I can get out of a lot of combat encounters by trying to, you know, like, talk people into siding with me or whatever. You don't need to see my identification. Yeah, except I'm not a Jedi yet, unfortunately. Um, I assume that happens at some point, but right now I'm just a guy with a sword. I'm, I'm specking into that stuff so that I can be a Jedi. You're not exactly Force-sensitive yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, anyway, the the whole, like, mechanics here are really cool because, like, it's all dialogue-based. Um, your skills don't really play into the dialogue choices as much as I'd like outside of, like, persuasion every now and then. Um, and I think there's been a few times when, like, your strength score might have something to do with, like, being able to intimidate an enemy that or a, a character, that kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, you can just put, like, dump points into persuasion and get away with anything you want. Um, I've read the sequel uses more of the skills and the dialogue options, so I'd probably like that more. But for now, it's pretty easy to uh, break with the persuasion skill. Um but you have multiple party members. Uh, you can take uh, two uh, people into combat with you at any time. So you basically have a three-person party. Um, I currently have three, uh, like three NPC characters or whatever. Um, and randomly, th- when you're like just wandering around the field, they will initiate conversations with you. 
uh, kind of like character building conversations and how you talk to them depends on how they treat you. So like you could be a total dick to one of your party members and they might leave. It's like, I don't think I want to travel with you anymore. I'm going to go. And then you just lose them. Um, and sometimes you could be super nice and they still like don't trust you. Uh, it's, you know, it's all in how you uh, converse with them in those moments. Um, and there's a lot of quests to keep track of. But generally, if you just, you know, are aware and, like, talk to everyone, you'll find the information through dialogue options to get, you know, all of the quests taken care of at once. Because a lot of them kind of fall under the same categories. It's like you might have, like, multiple characters that have a bounty on their head to the same, you know, bounty hunter. So you find that bounty hunter and you're like, hey, like, talk them out of... of collecting on the bounties and all these characters and then you go back to each of those characters and you're like okay you're good and you complete all of those quests at once like it's not that bad um or you might have multiple quests that like you have to go to one area and do multiple things in that area but like it's fairly linear still is the point um you just have to be thorough and there is a you know dark and light system um which I've been mostly playing light just because, like, I feel bad being a dick to anyone. Like, honestly, I'd, I'd rather go evil. Um, because I feel like it's easier. Like, you have to do a lot more stuff to help people. Um, like, a lot more running around and, like, you know, doing errands for them and things like that. Being considerate is hard work. I exactly. I work in retail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you do the dark options, it's just like, you know, I could kill you and collect that bounty. But, I, I don't know, I just feel bad doing that. And I think, for the most part, your party members will leave if you do evil acts. Because I had one point when um, you could choose between... Uh, like, you, you go into like a like someone's hideout. And you're trying to find a, um, a missing companion you you have. And so you run into, like, the leader's uh, spot or whatever, and they're there, like, waiting for you. Like, they, they knew you were coming. And they're like, hey, so I know you're down here, like, you know, to uh, to find your friend and get some information for the people that sent you here. Uh, but you could work for us instead. And we'll just give you your companion for helping us. And so, like, you know, you can choose, like, oh, no, I would never, I would never go with you. You're the bad guys. Um, or you can choose, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm curious as to what you have to offer me. Um, and I did, I did that option because I was, like, I am curious. Like, I'm not going to say yes necessarily, but I want to know more. And one of my party members who, like, specifically came along to take these guys out responded with, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you know, I, I didn't agree to this. When I wasn't actually, like, agreeing to help them. I just wanted to, you know, prolong the conversation, see what was going to happen. Maybe betray them after agreeing to help them, that kind of thing. Um, so it's not quite as deep as, like, Outer Worlds, where, like, you can, you know, you can basically change your mind at any point. <laughs> and there's, multi like, there's, there's more than just the light or dark options, essentially, in that game. Um, here, it's very much, like, you select something that's not affirmative and... They like your your party members are like no 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 that's that's wrong you can't do that even though I was just kind of curious for more mm. information. Um, the combat is very basic. 
Uh, it's, I mean, it, it basically plays itself. You select an option, and then your character runs up and does the thing whenever they get <coughs> in range. Um, there's a few different things, like, you know, you, you can have multiple weapons equipped um, if they are multiple. If, if you um, have the uh, feats to handle multiple weapons, that is. And then you have, like, grenades and um, support items and that kind of thing that are all on your, uh, your like, kind of quick bar to activate. Um, I like to initiate combat by throwing a grenade because it does some great damage before I come in close with my, uh, with my sword. And there's, like, there's a grenade that does, like, stun damage. So they're all stunned. You run up and get, you know, a few attacks in before they can even defend themselves. Um, but you could also, like, just be ranged the whole time and never get close to anyone. Um, I try to have a party member that's ranged, a party member that's melee, and then I like melee because I want to be a lightsaber wielder eventually. Um, so I want to get those, you know, those feats built up. I don't want to waste uh, skill points on, like, ranged attacks when I'm not going to bother doing that in the end. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not super keen on combat. I try to avoid it whenever possible. Um, and honestly, I'm in a part right now where, like, I don't know if I just didn't spec my characters very well or what. But there's nowhere else I can go. And it's not like there's random encounters or anything where, like, you know, you can grind out experience. But, like, the area I'm in, the the enemies are just crushing me. And I was trying to figure out a way to, like, get to my next objective while avoiding combat. But because I'm, like, infiltrating their base, everyone attacks me on sight. So, like, I, I can't make any progress and I don't know what to do. Um, I might look up a guide and see if I've just, like, done something wrong. Like if I'm if if somehow Did I've you steal any stormtroopers' uniforms, you're probably not doing that. <laughs> no, wait, that's from the movies. There actually is a point when you can steal like the um, the enemy's armor or whatever uh, to get past their security. Okay. Um, but that's only to a point. Once you like get down into the base, like everyone's too smart to fall for that you know that visual trick. Um, hey, I put on this helmet. The enemy will remember that. Yeah, kind of. Um. But, I mean, it's it's a really solid game, especially, like, for the time it came out. Like, it's very advanced. Um, I don't entirely enjoy it. Like, there's definitely just some grind in there of, like, things that I don't really care to do. Um, and the menus are awful. Like, you've got... Uh, anytime you press start, it just goes, like, straight to your, uh, your inventory screen. Um, it doesn't, like, remember the last, you know, the last screen you were on or whatever. So if you want to check your map... You have to press start and, like, toggle over to the map every single time. It won't, like, stay on the map, um, even if you're checking it regularly. And, like, equipment and stuff, uh, there's no way to, like, compare. So if you get something new, you just have to remember what your stats are currently and then go down to the new item and see if it's better. Um, and, like, at shops, too. Like, if, if shops have better equipment or whatever... It's like, you just have to know what your current stuff is, because you're not going to see the comparison when you're shopping. Um, and on the item screen, there's a button for, like, show new inventory. It's like the stuff that you've gotten since the last time you checked. But that's really the only kind of, like, sorting or whatever you can do. Um, and there's not that great of descriptions on any of the actual items to really know what, they, uh, what they're for. So like, I would pick something up that looked like a better armor thing, but it was actually like a um, like an armor mod that you can only uh, use at a workbench 
like upgrade your armor with whatever the you know stat boost is or like skill bonus or whatever uh and a lot of those aren't that great but you only have one augment slot like for each type and each equipment and weapon it's all very in the weeds but like not necessarily in a good way um I don't really enjoy like the upgrade system or really just modifying equipment in general. So I tend to just kind of like stick with the same thing unless I get something that is obviously better. Um, like I haven't really improved my equipment very much, and that's just because like when I you know loot corpses and like find lockboxes and stuff like that, there's just not really anything worthwhile in them. Um, it's a lot of med packs and like energy shields like little things like that and you know credits that you can use at the shops but none of the shops have had anything better in them than what i have um so i'm still pretty early like i'm well my save file says i'm 121 hours but i think that's because um when the switch is in sleep mode it continues tracking the time in game apparently like if you don't close the game (laughs) so i came back to it uh yesterday i guess it was and it said 121 hours. And I'm like, what? My last autosave was at, like, four hours. What happened? Did you pause the game? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I paused and then, like, you know, hit the home button and went to uh, sleep mode or whatever on the Switch. And it just kept tracking. This I'm just imagining you pulling up a save file for your friends just to show it off, and they're like, wow, you put over 200 hours in this game? Like, how long is this? <laughs> and you see I'm, like, level 2. Wow. I think I'm actually, oh, like, level 6. I got stuck on the same six. enemy for the last five days. Yeah. Like I said, I like to avoid combat. No, you actually you still get experience for, like, completing quests and stuff without doing combat. It's pretty neat. Um, and, like, if you, uh, like, hack computers... And, um, yeah, you, you can do all kinds of things like hacking computers and robots and that kind of stuff. Um, but you get experience for those things, too. Um, some of it's kind of handy. Like, there was once I, um, I hacked a computer, and you could, like, see the, you know, the cameras in each room when you hack it. And so I saw a room just, like, full of enemies. Uh, in, like, the barracks or something like that. And, um... That room, like, once you see the camera, it has an option to overload the power in the room. Um, so, obviously, you need, like, a high enough computer skill and, like, some, um, some like, consumable items to do it. But if you overload the power, it, like, blows the breaker and just sends electricity across all the enemies and kills them. And then you just go into the room and clean up. It was really cool. Um, but then I found out that you can actually do that on multiple things. And I accidentally overloaded the computer I was using, not realizing that's what that meant, and killed my whole party. <laughs> um, Oof. So yeah, th- it's a tricky game. Uh, there's a lot of like systems and stuff to, to figure out, um, but it's also pretty satisfying. Um, it's kind of ugly, honestly. Like I mean, it's a you know it's an early 3D RPG. Um, I think it's like 2003 or something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, um, but like it's definitely quality of game over quality of graphics. Like, they probably could have made it look better, but they would have had to cut a lot of features. Um, I've read the sequel came out, like, a year later, so there's not a lot of difference in it outside of, like, being an entirely new game. But, like, this, a lot of the systems and stuff are the same. 
So I'm thinking I'll probably have the same problems with that one as I do this one, but maybe as I put more time into it, those things won't bother me anymore. It's just I'm so used to, you know, modern conveniences, like a quick button to compare equipment and stuff and see what you should use and all that kind of thing. Um, And like showing objectives on screen while you're doing them to know, you know, your progress on each thing, being able to track that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm not going to play the second one for a while because the Switch version is literally missing content. So I'm going to wait for them to put that in there before I play it. Um, but aside from those two, um, I did, I think it was last weekend, I, uh, played some, uh, Mario Strikers. Uh, Battle League. Battle League. Battle, Battle League. Battle, Thank Battle, you. I was like, Russ. Battle something. Yeah. Battle Mario Strikers yeah. Bare Bone Edition. There you go. That's a better name for it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oof. Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a really cool game. I played it mostly with friends, um, not realizing that like the only way to get a substantial amount of coins is in the single player. But um, I really just wanted to play with friends. I didn't really care about unlocking all the gear and stuff. Uh, so yeah, when you're actually playing the game, like in a match, it's really solid. Like it, it's, I mean, I love Mario Strikers. Anyway, it's one of my favorite Mario sports games, and it's the best version of that mechanically. Um, it's uh, four on four technically um, so you can change it to where either like you automatically gain control of whoever has the ball um, and you know be able to toggle freely when you don't have the ball or you can have it kind of in manual mode where um, you have to actually toggle to the person that you want to be regardless of whether they have the ball or not uh, you can also do like a like a two v two if you have friends that play with you. Um, so like uh, we did a few. I, I was playing with two other people, so we had a few where it was like you know two v one, where like um, one team had two players and one team had one. So in that case, like each person controls two people or four people, depending on the team. Um, and that was pretty cool because you kind of have some some synergy there with the other person you're playing with. Um, you might focus on like the the shooting characters while the other one focuses on the speed characters to try to get the ball and then pass it to the shooter that kind of thing uh, it does get a little chaotic though when you have like uh, we actually ended up turning off those super cool like ultimate attacks or whatever um, because they were kind of just annoying when you're playing against other people like playing against the computer you kind of need it they're, they're cheap um, and it's two points per goal but when you're just playing with friends, it's like the whole point is just to fling enemies wildly, grab the you know the power up or whatever that lets you do the ultimate attack, and then activate it before they get over to you, and it just kind of breaks the game. Like no one does anything but go for the ultimate attack, um, and I found it was a lot more balanced and like skill based when you took that off. Um, even though they're they're pretty cool animations, I just didn't really enjoy like actually you know trying to go and then the other person just happens to run into the up the power up as it spawns and then gets a free ultimate attack like it takes it it adds a lot of like element of chance to it that's not as fun um but yeah the game is very bare bones like for for all the fun you have playing it it's one of those things where it's like you play a few matches and you're like well now what 
because there's no other modes or anything. It's just, let's play soccer until we get bored. <laughs> um, just like in real life. Yeah. So, like, I would have liked to have, you know, some kind of campaign mode or something. Um, like the old uh, uh, Golden Sun developers. Mm. Um, Camelot. Camelot. Yeah. Like the old Camelot sports games. Um, But this just kind of has, like, a tournament mode for the single player where there's multiple cups. (sighs) Sorry. Uh, There's multiple cups you have to go through, and they're kind of randomly generated. So it just pits you against other computer player teams. Um, Each match you win, you move up the ranking. And if you uh, beat the tournament, you get, like, 200 coins or something like that. Um, That's it. That's the mode. And you have two lives to do it in. So, like, you can lose twice without, you know, without losing the entire thing. Um, And, like I said, there's multiple cups, but they just kind of incrementally increase in difficulty. There's not really any actual difference in the game itself. Um, But, again, that's really the only way you can actually, like, unlock all of the equipment and stuff. Because the multiplayer gets you, like, ten coins per match. When you're playing online, it's kind of sad. <laughs> so I need to put more time into the single player to actually get some gear and see if that affects the game that much. But for the most part, each piece of gear raises one stat and lowers another. So you're not going to drastically change the way a character plays. You just might focus them in better on the one stat that you want them to have. Um, but also, fun fact for anyone getting into the game, uh, Rosalina is kind of busted. Um, so put her on your team no matter what. When is she not? Right, exactly. People friggin' love Rosalina, apparently. Um, but yeah, her her shoot stat is insane. And the fact that you can, like, augment it further without really, like, uh, hurting anything that's useful for, for her is just... It's just busted. Um, so yeah, that's that. And the only other thing, um, briefly... I have kind of started a new series uh, for, like, YouTube and TikTok um, of playing a random game from the new, like, PlayStation Plus collection. Um, Because there's, like, almost 800 games in that collection, and I don't even know what all of them are. So I was like, you know what? This sounds fun. I'll just, like, I I compiled them all, at least as they are now, um, into, like, a, you know, kind of random name chooser or whatever. Um and just hit a button it picks something from the list and then removes it um, and I have to play whatever game it picks and the first one was trash um, it yeah, was it did not look great no no I got about half hour in I was like I think I get this uh, but it was called Thunder Wolves and it's a it's a PS3 game um, that kind of feels like an arcade game but mapped to a controller poorly um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I kind of just wanted to mention that I'm doing the series now, if you want to, you know, check it out. Um, I thought it'd be kind of a cool, like, quick review series thing that I can knock out, like, once a week or so. Ideally more, because, like I said, with over 700 games, even if they didn't change, like, ever, which they will, they'll add more, take some away, that kind of thing. It would take, like, two years if I did one a day. Um... And I'm not doing that, so I'm never going to get through them all. But that's part of the fun. Like, I I could never run into a game that I actually know. 
it, it's very possible at this rate, considering I just pulled the next one, and it's also sounds like trash. Um, but I'm probably going to play it with Thomas later this week because it's a multiplayer game. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know about that later. But yeah, um, I thought it'd be a fun little like quick review series that I can do on both YouTube and TikTok um, to kind of like, you know, do some synergy between the two. And yeah, I hope I start getting better picks, but I will continue to report on them because if it's a weekly thing, we have a weekly podcast. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Tyler, I mean that's that's longer than both me and Tyler combined, but just 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 putting the facts there, son. Tyler. All right, so uh, with my streaming shenanigans, um, my uh, highlight for the week, um, I just started playing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Heritage for the Future for PS1 as, like, my Thursday fighting game stream. I've never played the game before, even though I've been very familiar with the series ever since I started watching the anime in uh, 2019, I think. Probably around there when Diamonds and Breakable was uh, finished airing. Probably then. It doesn't really matter. Point is, this game is based on part three of the series, which is the one almost everyone knows this... about. I know uh, Ben doesn't know anything. I know Zawardo! I know memes, okay, because you fucking JoJo fans won't shut the fuck up about it, so I have to watch it. Sorry, sorry. You guys, I know shit about JoJo that I should know because y'all don't know how to shut the fuck up. Continue, sorry. Yeah, the biggest plot twist is ruined because of memes. Anyway... Um, that game is actually really cool. Heritage for the Future for a Capcom fighting game in the late 90s is probably one of the most diverse games that they put on there. Like, it isn't just a fighting game, although the fighting aspect of of it is really fun. Um, you play as the characters, uh, from Part 3, Jotaro, uh, Kakuin, Old Joseph, all those things. Old Greg? Sure. Uh... Um, you have light, medium, heavy attacks. You also have a button which uh, calls out your stand, which is basically a ghostly apparition of uh, that encapsulates your fighting spirit. And they're all named after tarot cards until part four, where they're all named after uh, rock bands. Um, and you and um, doing combos actually feels really good. It's it feels really simple compared to like Street Fighter Alpha, which was around at the same time. Although I haven't really found any good combo routes now, I'm just barely playing through the story mode as I'm streaming it. But the story mode is actually really fascinating because it isn't just fighting. Uh, it goes through the entirety of Part 3. Um, I, I kind of just assumed that uh, the story mode would just be fighting against characters that are in like the main roster. You know, dudes like Yellow Temperance... Uh, uh, the High Priestess, dudes like that. But, no. It goes through every single beat of the manga. Ooh. You fight against the Tower of Grey, which is a tiny little bug. Um, there's a minigame uh, that pretty much turns into a 2D beat-em-up, where you fight against a bunch of zombies, as well as uh, the stand controlling them, Justice. And there's another one where you're fighting against the Lovers, and it's it's a 2D sh- uh, shoot 'em up scroll wow. where you're playing as both Hierophant Green that shoots Emerald Slashes, as well as Silver Chariot, which uh, you can do uh, Sword Slashes on. It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, I did not expect so much nuance and variance 
in a Capcom fighter, of all things. But yeah, that game's really fun. I definitely recommend it if uh, you haven't picked it up yet. I'm about halfway through the story. Um, we just got to Egypt, so we're about halfway done. So we just have the Egyptian gods and eventually Dio. Aside from me, that... Dio! Um, Kono Dio da! But yeah. Um, I've also been uh, playing Master Duel again. Um, they recently uh, put up a new festival called the Limited Festival, where the whole gimmick of this one is you can only duel with one copy of any card per deck. So, normally when you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh, you run like two or three copies of like specific cards. That way you have better chances of drawing them. But in this mode, you can't do that at all. So you have to be a bit more meticulous about how you build your deck, since you can only have one copy at a time. And it's actually kind of interesting. Kind of reminds me of the older days of Yu-Gi-Oh, where we only had one copy of every card anyway, and uh, we had to take our time playing our cards and summoning whatever monsters at specific points, you know? And I actually kind of find it kind of endearing, honestly. I like that. Yeah. You should give it a shot. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, the the other game that I've been playing, I'm pretty sure Ben's going to go more in-depth into it. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I've been playing that in my downtime uh, before work. Dude, that game is super fun. Like, Yeah, I was going to let Ben saying, talk about it. Uh, Turtles in Time, one of the best beat-em-ups ever. No contest. Uh, Shredder's Revenge... Probably comes super close at clutching at it. Hell, I think it's probably better in some aspects. Like, I can't get enough of its graphic <laughs> style and how it looks like a GBA game completely upresed. <clears throat> the animations are super clean. All the all the character animations are super detailed. I love watching the foot soldiers just doing goofy shit, like typing on computers, uh, baking shit, uh, pushing shopping carts, whatever. And it just feels good beating up a whole bunch of foot soldiers and all the enemies from the show. Um, I've, I've mostly been playing as Raphael because he is the best turtle. And I also uh, gave April O'Neil and Splinter a shot, and they're pretty fun too. Like, Splinter uh, on his stat thing says that he has the lowest speed, but I noticed that his dash is super fucking fast, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I actually do like playing the Splinter from the brief times I played as him. Um, that's pretty much all I got, though, so I will pass it over to our Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles! What? Real quick, I was gonna say, uh, so, me, me and Tom, me and, sorry, Ben streamed, uh, GMT on Sunday, and I thought it was funny because, um, Saturday, dang it. Uh, I thought it was funny because Sunday, uh, I went with my mom and brother to the, uh, local arcade, and they had the uh, like the 3D Ninja Turtles arcade game, like that four-player one um, at the arcade, nice. like the one that you were bashing the whole time. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, they have the bad one. Oh no! <laughs> and it just made me think of you. Who's bashing that? Anyway, I never played that. Tyler. Uh, what was that? I didn't hear yet. Discord was cutting me out. Which, who's bashing the, the Turtles arcade game? Who's doing that? You. Me? Yeah, you said it's better. You said it was something like it was better than the last time they 
put out a, a beat em up game. That was uh, Ubisoft. That was an arcade game. That was for the fucking Wii. Yeah, that was a remake for Turtles yeah. in Time, which sucked yeah. ass. Wasn't that a beat em up? Yeah, it was Turtles in Time remake. But I don't know if I got, got an arcade. That's not an official arcade cabinet, but okay. Um, yeah, there's an arcade version. That's what I. Yeah, I saw it's it. Probably just, I didn't know it was probably just, either, It's probably but... just a Wii. It's probably just a Wii inside that arcade cabinet. Let's be real here. Because uh, it's Ubisoft made that game. They don't make arcade games. Um, it looked official. It, Let me see. Um, so yeah, uh, Team and T, Shredder's Revenge. It's okay. Uh, moving on. Um, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's it's really fun. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days on what's better because obviously it's under the same parent company, like the same uh, people that published Streets of Rage Four. And I had to like go. I kept thinking back and forth. I think they're both good for different reasons. I think Shredder. I think Turtles is a lot simpler and not easier to pull off stuff. Whereas Streets of Rage, you could be more technical with stuff, and especially with they added new moves and shit. Like that 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 game has stuff on it, so it's kind of hard to compare the two. And who knows if Turtles even, is even going to get that kind of support. That being said, I had a good time. The music is great. Matilo's like banging soundtrack. It felt like I was playing, you know, and it felt like a like what people asked for. I just want this old thing. But new and slightly better, and that's what they delivered. Um, all the tur- I played all the turtles at this point. They're all great. They all feel unique. Um, I think Michelangelo and Raphael are probably my favorites to use. Um, Donatello is actually pretty cool. I don't know what you were calling him. He did not feel slow at all. But Donatello feels cool to use as well. Um, April might be my favorite because she has like she has Street Fighter moves. Like she has Chun Li's up kicks for up attack, and she does like. Like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. She does. She, she has Karin's like shoulder, shoulder attacks or her elbow attacks. She's, uh, but I haven't played too much. I haven't touched Splinter at all. Uh, I haven't. I have actually beaten the, the story mode, so I have unlocked Casey Jones. Um, I haven't played too much of him, so um, I'm looking forward to playing more. Um, it's great. The bosses are great. The stages are great. Everything looks great. It plays really, really well. Um, I love how simple it is though. Like I can still juggle people like crazy. This is my favorite thing to do. Is to keep. It's like how long can I keep juggling somebody? Um, and for being a one button fighter with no special, no specials outside of the super moves, um, I think it's a really well done game. They, de- I think they definitely delivered on what they promised. Um, besides that, uh, yes. Um, so it looks like it was a. Uh, it's similar. It's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, 2017 for arcade. Okay. Um, it says developed and published by Raw Thrills. It is a 3D side scroller beat 'em up based on the 2012 TV series and inspired by Turtles in Time. Okay, so the one I'm playing. So it looked a lot like yeah. that Turtles in Time reshelled game, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah, I'm thinking I've already shelled. Um, which was okay. that was bad. I can't speak. I didn't realize that was different. Yeah. I can speak from experience. Don't, yeah, don't, that don't game play reshelled. Damn it. It's delisted. You can't yeah, anyway. They, and we have Shadows of so you don't need to. Um, so, yeah, Shredder's Revenge is definitely living up to it. Um, it lived up to, ex- it, up to two expectations. I think I like Turtles in Time, though, a little bit more, only because, you know, the time aspect, those stages are crazy, and you kind of just stick in Manhattan, for the most part, in it. Granted, again, the stages are really nice, they're really beautiful, but you're kind of just in New York City, and New York City is only, I'm like, are we going to see something crazy? I mean, you do get to go to Dimension X and fight into the Terranome, and then... You, know, you fight some other weird Dimension X villains, which is really cool. There's a lot of love in this. Is the is the Terradome cool? We didn't. We it's didn't basically Charles in time, but like it's all worn down and destroyed, so it's it's cool in that aspect. Um, okay. You know, it, it's fine. 
uh, can I tell you, the final boss fight is Super Shredder. You fight Super Shredder at the end, and it's a much more souped-up version of Super Shredder from the first game. Um, the only problem I find with it, and I actually tested out this earlier, I was like, let me see how gnarly is because like you have the difficulty modes and gnarly is hard mode hard mode is not really any different if you're playing single player it's just the enemies do a lot more damage and that's about it and i find um the middle a normal difficulty to be too easy like it's it's a breeze and it's fun to do but i wish it actually felt more like a normal mode in some cases it does but i find it a little too like there's too much of a of a jump up to uh to gnarly but you can still enjoy it it's fun um, I mean, it got pretty hard by those later levels. We were dying. Gnarly's a lot worse. I'm just I'm saying the jump up to it is a lot. To gnarly oh, okay. is, is gotcha. insane. Uh, so yeah, but uh, we'll have to see what the future of this game tells. I, I mean, this is going to be a game I can just pick up whenever, just like Street of Street of Rage Four. I just picked it up. You know, I just fucking play. I just want to play a couple levels. I don't need to beat the game again. I just want to play some levels, and that's it. Uh, moving on. Um, I have had ninjas on my mind. I've actually been playing the remastered version of Ninja Gaiden Sigma, that version, off of a Game Pass. Um, I never played Ninja Gaiden, either the NES or this version. And I'm enjoying it. I never played this game before, and it's really fucking cool. Uh, it's a little wonky in terms of like how combat works, um, but yeah. it's super sick. Uh, I thought you only get a sword in this game, but no, you get like a cool... You get a spear, you get nunchucks, you get two swords at one time. It's really, really fun. Um, it's a lot more platform, not platforming, um, like, not open, but like, it's a lot more free roam than I thought it would be. I thought it would just be linear, but you have some freedom of like trying to figure out how to progress through a level, which is pretty interesting. Um, and the stages are never too long. Boss fights are, are, are really cool. I like, I like the designs for a lot of these boss fights. It's a sick game, and considering this was an OG Xbox, and I think all this is just a basically up-res version of the original game, and then with not, with the smoother frame rate, they did a good job, because it doesn't look that bad. Some things, obviously, you know, okay, you could tell this is on the original Xbox, but uh, other times... The environmental textures. Yeah, but I don't really pay attention to those, but like, other than that, it's, it's really difficult. It plays really, really well. Uh, I'll probably try to keep playing until I beat it. Um, besides that, uh, I want to, this is, uh, I beat Final Fantasy VI finally. The game has been taunting me since like 2014, 2015, uh, where I would start, stop, start, stop this game. And I will give it to this game. The Kefka Tower is possibly the best final dungeon I've played in a Final Fantasy, possibly in an RPG period, because, not just because of the, the splitting team mechanic, that is really cool because you have so many characters and you have to basically like assign roles, and you you don't it's just like the characters you have no idea what to, you're going to run into, so you kind of just have to prepare for everything. Um, I but I also like that it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just long enough without being overtly long. Like there's some there's some fucking RPGs out there where the final area is just like oh my god, it's still going on. Um, and six does not overstay. It. And that final fight was uh, I had I've I've in my own selfish egoness I've watched myself beat. Kafka because I love it because I was close to dying he was going to do his ultimate attack and two of my characters were dead one of them was low HP I'm pretty sure he would have killed me with his next hit uh, luckily Cyan or Nero as he is in, in the playthrough did his Omni did his four slash attack and that first one crit I think it crit and that was just enough at least I believe in my head was just enough to take Kafka down um, what a beautiful game. Uh, I don't like it as, as much as, say, Chrono Trigger or Trials of Mana, 
namely because I think the world of Ruin is way too open and not as narrative focused considering how good that narrative is in the first half so I think that's the reason why yeah. but once I got like the bro the the, the 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 cool pieces of armor like the like you have to like to feel like to enjoy six fully you have to play it once and get your ass kicked a lot play it again understanding you know these things and then breaking the fuck out of it with that um, at least from what I've observed, and so I, if when because the, these games have to come to Switch, they have to. I will play it again with my knowledge, and then just cream pie everything with no grinding and just getting the best armor, um, and going through it. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and I haven't had that much of an inte- like excitement of playing a boss fight uh, in a long time in a JRPG where like oh, I'm just gonna crush it, even though my strategy was just just Ultima, 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 but drop Ultima. I don't care. Drop Ultima. Uh, I think six is my favorite final dungeon, though, because like your party is split up in three groups. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, through the whole thing, yeah. and then I know, I'm just recapping, and then with the I was gonna say Sigma, and then with the Kefka fight, you have like literally everyone that you've collected. So like the the difficulty of the boss depends on how well you did in the World of Ruin, and it's just like it's a really cool reward for you know. For completionists. Um, or it's a good challenge for people that want to go in with the bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. And I know people have done it, which is... That's insane to me. Um, mm-hmm. But the other game I want to talk... Uh, XX, I beat it. That's another game I beat finally. Fuck that game. Rock Fuck on. that game. Fuck that game. It's Funky. awful. That whole thing is awful. Never yes. play that game. I will never do it again. Unless, unless I get offered an absurd amount of money for it. In which case, then yes, I will happily put my third game. Because I'm a whore. And there's nothing wrong with getting paid money to, to do shit you hate sometimes. No. Um, as long as it's good enough. But uh, I do want to talk about this one and I'll wrap it up. I want to talk about Spirit Fair. Uh, so this is a game I streamed this past Tuesday. Because I didn't know what to stream because I had just beaten... Uh, we had just beaten the game. And um, I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? Well, what do I do now? So I picked Spirit Fair because it looked interesting. I remember seeing a Nintendo Direct and basically... The consent, uh, the co- the concept of Spirit Fair is that you are Stella, you are f- it's your first day on the job as you are taking over for Caron as basically a um, uh, fairer of of the of the recently deceased. It is your job now to find souls on this lost sea, fulfill their last requests, and basically escort them to the afterlife. As simple as it sounds, that is your job. Uh, that being said, the game is far a little more complicated than that, in that you get a ship, you are then tasked with basically, it's a, it's a management game, if, if I heard anything, and that's what kind of made me not want to play it for the longest time, because I didn't know how I was going to handle it. So, you get your ship, initially you start off very basic, you only can do fishing, and you'll get one person, and then eventually you start getting, I now have two people on my, uh, on my boat. Each character has specific foods they want to eat. Each character has specific has specific moods they need to be has specific mood swings, and you constantly have to keep your mood the mood of your characters up uh, because you want them ha- you want them to be in a positive mood when they're going to basically pass on to the next life, um, right, fulfilling requests, side quests, um, and there's a little adventure element where you can go on these islands, and certain islands will have. Uh, as you fulfill quests, you'll get special special items that can give you new abilities. Like for instance, the first one you get is a double jump. Um, you can get resources in different islands, like l- typical lumber, stuff like that. 
you can take your ship. Your tip, your ship will eventually become a a town. So right now, I have a garden, uh, a a, um, a a farm. I have a cook. I have a sh- a, 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 a a kitchen. I have one home. I have a guest house. I have a lot already, and pretty much you're kind of running in between. And, and oh, I have I have a sawmill, and I have a to thread needle. Uh, I don't know exactly what the, what the place is called, but there's a lot. You're constantly doing something in this game, and as much as I would you would think that would stress you out, it actually felt very cathartic. To like, oh, let me go fish for a bit. Oh no, I'll go do this. Let me go put something in the oven, and some things will cook very very fast. Some things will cook very very quickly and i don't think you have to worry about banning burning in this game you pretty much just it, 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 you just watch the smoke see if it comes out or not it's very very re- relaxing in that way because you're just constantly doing something but the thing that sold it for me was <laughs> there's a resource you need called lightning in a bottle and i'm like okay this is a fantastic game i'll buy it. how do you get lightning in a bottle so you you will either find empty bottles at like shipwrecks or you'll find this this trader who will sell you empty bottles uh, if you can't find any for whatever reason. And pretty much on the map, you can see where a thunderstorm is active. And you can sell through those thunderstorms. And your second crewmate will tell you, hey, a thunderstorm is about to happen. You can capture lightning. And you can literally capture lightning in a bottle. And that is a resource to basically for, for other things. And it's magnificent. And the thing that really sold me on this game is its music. It is that right level of like peaceful tranquility that you would want associated with a game like this, where it's about basically passing on. Yeah, as, as as you can't put it anything lightly. Um, and there's and you kind of you kind of forget about that when you're when you're playing the game. And then one of the characters makes a comment, you know, about like, oh, I used to grill with my kids and do this like that. And then he goes, I wish I could still do that. And it's like, damn. And then you're reminded of the situation. So, like, I'm told this is a tearjerker. I'm, and I'm like, I want to keep playing for this game. I, and, and I want to play through this whole game on, on stream with everybody. But I loved it so much that I was like, I need to buy this game on Switch. Because this game has to be on Switch. Because I saw it in Nintendo Direct first. So, what do I do? I go to I go to Nintendo's website. And it's on sale for $10 fucking dollars. It's a $30 game because it had two... I think three big expansions like added to it, so like, on top of the base game, and it was ten dollars. I'm like, I have to cop that. Like that's that's a no fucking brainer. I have to buy that, so I bought it, and it's on my Switch. I may not touch that one version for a while, but I needed to give the devs money because within the first four hours of this game, I'll tell you what, I could have streamed this game for six hours. I wanted to keep going, but I'm like, I know most of my audience is not going to stick around for that long, so let me just stop here. And we almost streamed for four hours on that game. It was so beautiful. And I haven't even gotten to the the actual, you know, carrying them to the afterlife part. Which, God, I like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. But we'll see. It's a it's a beautiful game. Um, take a look at it. I even think it's worth... It's like, even what I played so far, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been happily paid $30 for this. Um... And I and I kicking myself that I didn't play this game because I think it came out like a year ago, um, or something like that. I it easily would have been one of my games of the year, hands down. And I I've only played like that's that's how I just have that instinct where like I play a game in the first few hours and I know I'm I'm gonna fall in love with it. And that's what this is. Um, that's it for me. Uh, nothing else I really want to talk about. So uh, we are gonna take a break and we'll come back. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy VII and our topic of the night. Hello? 
Hello everybody, welcome back. It's time for our news edition of the uh, Charge Shot Gamescast. We're going to be a little short this week as we're only really going to talk about... Uh, I will actually, you know what, we'll, t- we'll go ahead and mention it because it's not much because it's not confirmed or anything. Uh, but Tactics Ogre Reborn has seemingly leaked ahead of a Fisher reveal. Now, the last time I believe there was a Tactics Ogre game, you guys can correct me on this, maybe the article says it, was for the PlayStation Portable, I believe. Um... I think that is correct. Um, pitch remaster or remake of the tactical RPG Tactics Ogre. Let us come together for the first uh, a source release in the Super Calvin 1995. It seemingly leaked in the PlayStation Store ahead of its reveal. As spotted by yeah. Warsu. I mean, there's there's images of the game. Like it's it's basically official at this point. Yeah. It doesn't get much about the game, but it does include some gorgeous personal artwork. It really reminds me of, like Bravey Default a little bit. Um, but it does include some gorgeous promotional art of the game icon later, which is strictly similar to the of the original Super Famicom game. This points to make this point makes a rematch possibility, but also could be a new entry. So, the other details shown in the listing uh, is that Square Enix publish is a publisher, and that its genre is role playing games. Um, and they they, they trademarked for it in Japan earlier this year. Uh, Tactics Ogre let us clean together. It never made it to the SNES in North America, but it did get a re-release in the Sega Saturn in Japan in '96 and PlayStation in Japan in '97 and North America in 1998. A remake of the same name was released on the PSP in 2010 in Japan 2011 and other regions. However, um, so I think that's that's I know Tactics Ogre is one of those games, um, but I think that's cool. Like Square just wants to fucking put out everything of their old backlog. It seems, which is. Mm-hmm. Good, but can y'all stop the crypto shit, please? Like, like <laughs> y'all don't y'all can just do this and make money. Y'all don't have to do the crypto shit. Apparently, they do. I, I'm thinking though. I think the last like original Tactics Ogre game was on the Game Boy Advance, uh, Knights the Knights of Lotus, which is like the Tactics Ogre game I know the most. Um, I didn't even know. Like, I I think I'd seen like Tactics Ogre '64. But like I didn't really know what it was, and then I played the crap out of that GBA game, and I didn't learn until like way later that there was a you know an original that we never got and all that. Like um, I have the PSP version on my Vita, but I haven't played much of it. Um, uh, if we're getting another remake of it, then I probably won't. <laughs> but yeah, I like the series; it's cool. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you think Square would have? I mean. If only Square had an event circuit. Like, I, you know, Square has so many RPGs they could announce. They could literally do their own RP, Square Enix uh, RPG Direct and just show off everything they have in development. Can we can yeah. we get an update on Dragon Quest Three, please? Any the the HD two D remake that we heard about earlier this year or last year? Can we, anything? No. All right, let's move on. Well, I was gonna say I I would guess this is gonna be an HD two D game as well. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, With the gravity default. Art style and everything. Like, Hopefully yeah. it runs better. Um, sorry, I'm still bitter about yeah. that game. So next, move on to the uh, Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Celebration, which left a lot of people speculating, like, what exactly this is. Um, you know, I can't even believe it's been 25 years of the greatest RPG to ever exist. Yes, I'm not saying that out of sarcasm. I am saying that out of pure love of Final Fantasy VII Original. Um... I think the first sure. the first announcement is the fact that Final Fantasy VII is now on Steam, available now. So I didn't even know that. Like, it, like that was the least talked about thing on on the news in, uh, on it, at least for me. It's technically Final Fantasy VII Integrate. Yeah. 
I keep forgetting it. So, like, the, it's, the co- UV It comes DLC. with the UV DLC, just like the Epic Games Store did one did back in December. So you only had to wait six months versus a year for it to appear on Steam. Yeah. Um, so, or you could have just, you know... Well, hopefully hopefully it's fixed now. Please let it be fixed. I want to play this game so bad. Please let it be fixed. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and it's also playable on Steam Deck, which is, that's neat, that just are out the gate. So you can play Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade, Portable, if you have a Steam Deck. Um, they didn't do an advertisement of some cool merch, which that Buster Sword alarm clock looked really, really cool. I won't lie. Some statues, you know, some non disclosed shit, some jewelry, you know, uh, a new CD, which is fine. You know, just all in all stuff. And then we got a look at their battle, another look at Final Fantasy VII for Soldier, which is the Battle Royale game, which, God, this game looks rough. Jesus Christ. Uh, it does. Um, it's kind of fun, though. I mean, I'll, I'll believe you in that. It just looked rough, uh, namely the buildings. I I, just, I don't enjoy playing it on mobile. I want to use a controller for it, so like I keep waiting for a PC release, but they haven't done it. I would play it more. Uh, and then the next one, and this is Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is basically a remake. Basically, what people wanted, and not like what remake ended up being, but like a true. Mm-hmm. Re reimagining of the original game in its entirety with like newer models, but still that top down perspective with the polygonal features, um, just with better character models. And the and in the in the it looks like all of the backgrounds are like rebuilt in three D, like the original backgrounds right. rebuilt in three D, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I, I mean, feel like this is kind of what they did with uh, Final Fantasy fifteen with the mini version of that. Yeah, it's cleaner than that. I was gonna say the characters look like that. But the um, the backgrounds and everything just look like rebuilt Final Fantasy VII backgrounds, which I would not be surprised if people are going to rip them and put them into the you know the PC release. Probably because the big issue with those is the um, like you can do you know custom models and everything. Like people have some really cool looking sprite or uh, 3D models. But the backgrounds are still just AI upresed, and that never looks great. Yeah, unfortunately, the only negative to this is that so far it's only listed for mobile and Android. So they must have signed a deal with Apple or something to have this exclusivity deal because they know that people would buy this on console. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, and it looks like it's gonna. Hey, I'm fine with it being mobile. I play mobile a lot now. Yeah, but let give me the. But th- there's definitely new content here too because they're talking about Genesis. Yeah, they, they, I was gonna say they're bringing Crisis Core shit. Speaking yeah, of, also Sephiroth has you can change Sephiroth's haircut. Uh, they showed Sephiroth with like really, really short hair, which is bizarre. This is like Karen, Karen Roth, Karen Roth. Um, that was a really <laughs> bad joke. I will own that. Um, uh, I think those are different versions of Sephiroth. They're, it's not hair hairstyles. Okay, because like Genesis is technically. A Sephiroth clone or whatever. True. Spoilers! Um, and it's, there's a close beta test coming, so I could try it, but I don't want to play mobile games. I, I don't want to do it. I'm definitely going to try it. I don't want to do it. Um, so yeah, there, let's look at that. And then the thing that we kind of expected to happen, but didn't, was waiting on Square to announce, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core colon reunion, a re, re, uh, remaster of the original game is now coming this winter to pretty much everything, including Nintendo Switch, which is the biggest surprise. Embrace your dreams, people. Yeah. Holy shit, we finally got this on anything. Of I have my... PSP. We can't see it, but I have my copy. I have the PSP copy up there. I still Same have here. mine. I never beat it because the game system... It's weird. Um, 
But the, I mean, the Switch version is either going to be a cloud version, which is funny, a cloud version of Zach's game, or <laughs> or just a port of the PSP version. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the case, too. Like, I figured that they would uh, just port the PSP version on Switch before we get the remake on there, but nope. I well, they didn't say cloud. We'll have to find out as we get closer. I hope it's not a cloud version because, like, if you... Again, the, the, this game is, like, you can optimize it. The Switch can run Unreal 4. Like, you know, it's... Like, come on, guys. Um, so that's pretty cool. And it, and it looks great, even though... <laughs> I like Zack, but... <laughs> this game brings a lot of stupid shit in the Final Fantasy VII that doesn't need to be there. He has one of the best lines this, ever. I'm trying to conquer the I mean, world. Funny, that's man. Funny, yeah, I love man. that line. Um, yeah, we were to get your heart broken by Zack again. Uh, and then the thing that surprised everybody, we got a first look at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And we, Jesus, nobody, I didn't think we were going to see gameplay. We got the walk to Nibelheim. Um, we have, oh god, actually no, they're going to the Nibelheim factory. Um, Jesus Christ, it looks so scary. Uh, we got Zack and 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 uh, and Cloud arriving to seemingly after the fight to Midgar. So Zack survived that encounter, which is like that's that's all kinds of crazy. And here's the crazy part: they're saying as of right now, it's coming out winter 2023. I don't think that's God crazy. Man. It's been like five years. We saw the development hell that was Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. It's not entirely without a possibility to think, like, that's, like, I don't know. It just feels like the game could never come out um, since they were so silent it for a while. So that is the target. Who knows if that's going to stick? We'll see. That could mean either, like, so. This is Square, so we'll probably see. not. Hopefully it does. But now, in addition to that, Square Enix confirmed confirm something that we have been wondering. How many games is this going to be? Is it going to be three because of three discs? Is it going to be multiple discs? Because there's no way they can squeeze this amount in three games. They have now confirmed that Final Fantasy VII Remake is a trilogy. So that after the Rebirth, it's Max going to it. be a third game, and that's it. Um... Redux. Uh, it's going to be called Reunion. I don't care that Crisis Core is called Reunion. It's going to be called Reunion. It's just like that's the whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. That's really fucking exciting. Final Fantasy sick, Red mind. Thirteen. It's got re in it. Final Fantasy Seven Re Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Like, like I, th- I feel like if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, you, you were eating pretty well. Like, you know, Crisis Core has been stuck on the PSP for so long, you couldn't even play it on the on your PlayStation 3 unless you had, like, a PSTV or something. So, I think that's well-deserved. And the fact that they showed off footage of, of, of it, and, of course, they hint that, that Cloud is talking about Aerith dying, so are they going to change that? Um, you know, who knows? Um... No. It also adds a feature that lots of fans are clamoring for, taking a romantic walk yes. with Sephiroth. <laughs> Who knows, man? There's no reason to not kill her. Like, it doesn't do anything for the story to keep well, her Well, again, alive. this is not simply a remake of the first game. This is a sequel of of the first game, uh, of the original Final Fantasy VII remake. So, at this point, sure, Zack but... Zach is alive. Anything can happen. Best boy. Zack is alive. Aerith doesn't have to die 
Barrett could be the one. Who, nobody could die. Anything could happen. Anything is possible. It just feels like if she doesn't die, it's going to be pandering. Because the the whole like onus of the rest of the plot is for the first game about her dying. For the first game, this isn't. This is as 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 we've seen. Things are different, man. This is not the same game. Like a, it'd be a cop out. I'm saying. just saying anything is possible. Will it happen? Will 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 like will it will it be like a Doctor Strange thing where like they could they try to save Aerith, but no matter what they do, she has to die. It is the constant in every yeah. universe. We'll see. What if I think that would be an it interesting turns plot into point. A sp- it turns into like uh, it turns into like the third Spider-Man movie where uh, Cloud teams up with uh, his uh, 1997 polygonal blocky self <laughs> in the fight against Sephiroth. We'll see, man. I'm excited. You saw. Me. No, I like the idea of having like a, a plot line where they try to prevent her from dying, and she keeps dying. Yeah, like that sounds really cool. With you know, especially with the title "Rebirth," it's like she, she's the one that can't be saved. Yeah, and, and again, remember, this is all about Sephiroth trying to prevent him from being killed at the end of the original Final Fantasy VII. So it's like, yeah, anything is that. That's what's so exciting about this. Is like it's. It's not a remake. It's it's a sequel, and like that's it's, that's what I feel like so many people are understanding, um, and like and not accepting of that. Like, just, it's a sequel, dog. It's a sequel. So I won't be playing this obviously at launch because it won't come to PC initially because um, PlayStation play, paid up probably double for that exclusivity deal. And no, I, I was expecting PC and Xbox. No Xbox love whatsoever, and I don't understand why. Like unless unless they. Um, the, the console exclusivity deal for PlayStation is a lot longer than I thought. Um, which is odd. I mean, you still haven't played Remake. So. I'm just I'm just saying in general, for people who are Xbox players, Final, other Final Fantasy 7, other Final Fantasy games have been made, made available to Xbox, and I am like, yes, this would be a PlayStation console game at first, but for sure, by the end of the first year, if not, we're already in year two now, right? Um, of this game being out, it came out in 2020, right? Yeah. Um, I like, think so. you think... It was like, end of 2020, but... Um, no, it was like, it was, it was April, it was like April 2020. Uh, was yes, it? it was. Oh. Uh, um, you would think, like, it would be, it would be coming out to Xbox, along with the PC, the Steam release, but no. So I'm, I'm curious if that exclusivity deal is, like, a lot longer than what I initially, I and mean, a lot of people assume, but... Lot, lot of good stuff happening for Final Fantasy VII. All you haters can suck it and just accept that FF Seven is the game that people like, and not your random scribble bimbo RPG from the mid nineties. FF Seven is the game of it all is. time. It's an amazing game. Yeah, but on on that note, I did actually. I um, my uncle told me what the subtitle is for the third oh, game. Oh God! Um, it's Final Fantasy Seven repeatedly beating this dead horse. The... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Give him props for that. Okay. No, it's real. That's anyway. Uh, we're gonna move on to our topic now. Um, we're we're gonna move on to our topic, which is retro collections. Um, originally we had a guest on. Unfortunately, things happened where the guest could not come on. So this is a kind of last minute thing, but I thought this would be fun. I've been having this in the back of my mind, and the reason why it's been in the back of my mind is like we've had so many collections come out within the past couple years. Hell, we have two uh, two of them coming out. Uh, within this month, within this week, with both the Sonic Origins collection and um, also the Capcom Fighting collection coming out the same week, uh, so I, I kind of want to talk just talk about that um, and sort of going from this order, uh, going first. 
what do you guys think? What are some of your favorite collections, retro collections in the past? Like a compilation of old games and older hardware that you can't play the older hardware on and they're playable on new systems. Um, I think I misunderstood the assignment. I thought it was about like games, like retro games that we'd like to collect. No. Um, so uh, come back to me. Tyler, you know, you, you understood the assignment. Yeah. Um, I would say um, pretty much all the Mega Man ones that we got recently. Like, just the convenience mm. of uh, being able to play Mega Man Classic, Mega Man X, uh, Mega Man Zero in their entirety, uh, whether it's on PlayStation, Xbox, hell, even on the Switch. Um, it's super convenient. Like, these are really short games that you can play in, like, short bursts and still have a good time with them. And uh, being able to play them during my off time has been super cathartic. Like, I do love me some Mega Man, uh, although I will do my best to avoid X6 if I have to. So, yeah, Mega Man, for sure. That's actually a really good one. I, yeah. Um... So we're talking like modern ones, right? Because I was gonna say that the uh, there's been a few Zelda collections over they don't the years, have to like be, the GameCube. They don't have to be modern. Like, like that's a collection that you couldn't, you couldn't, like, yeah. You know, that's they don't have to be that modern. Well, I was just saying, I really like the the GameCube um, disc with. I think it was the first time that uh, Master Quest was playable yes. on um, on Ocarina of Time, and like that 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 blew my mind back in the day. Because um, it was just like a demo disc that came with like Wind Waker or something like that, um, and it was really cool. But modern ones, yeah, definitely Mega Man. Um, I I have a hard time like because a lot of mine are older. Like I I really liked the uh, all of the Final Fantasy discs back in the day on the PlayStation. They weren't good versions of those games. Like it was really cool. Uh, when they, like, for the first time, basically released, like, um, Final Fantasy 1 uh, through 6. the first time we got 5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the first time they released 1 through 6, like, as their actual except, titles. Except 3. We didn't get 3. True. We got, yeah, we got 1 and 2, and then 4, 5, and 6. Um, I thought, I thought 3 was no, there or something. No, we did not get 3 officially till the DS release. Because they they it was they the PlayStation ones are based off the Wonderswan versions, and three had their Wonderswan version canceled, so they never they never produced okay. three for the PlayStation. But what was what was five paired? With? Uh, it was either Chrono Trigger. I think it was Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it was paired with Chrono Trigger. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. No, that, okay. Anyway, I loved those. Um. <sighs> I have a hard time thinking of modern ones because a lot of them, like I have elsewhere, so I didn't get them. Um, the I'll say I'll say a bad example, honestly, is the uh, Mario 3D All Stars. Yeah, uh, because I mean those are all solid games on their own, but that was not a very good collection of them. Um, I mean Mario 64 is infinitely better playable, like emulated with you know various quality of life mods and things like that. Sunshine is not that great of a game anyway. It, it's probably the definitive version of it, 
but there's still some weird issues with mapping the um, the the spray to like R1, R2, rather than having you know an analog trigger. Um, and then Mario Galaxy is a hard one to emulate, but if you can get it like mapped to you know emulation controls, it's still infinitely better than the the switch mapping. Um, but like those are all solid games so like that is a way to play them i just i don't think that's a good collection because they didn't really do anything with it like the whole the coolest thing about like you know retro game collections is the stuff they add um like i even think of like the uh the old mega man collections on gamecube ps2 yeah those are good that like had unlockable games in them that the you know the new ones didn't have only problem with the the um, like, the x collection is that the x3 is based off the playstation version and that version is awful so you get Bilzer and Diffalo. it's awful they, even that game already sucked but they made they put the worst version in there yeah but I mean I think they did that for the like the cutscenes and stuff like I get it but eh um anyway like they I think they just used to do a lot cooler things with the the collections now it's kind of like well, instead of releasing these piecemeal, you know, digitally or whatever, like, let's put them in a collection and charge 60 bucks for them. 60? Whereas before, it was, like, it was more of a love letter. I mean, sometimes they're 60. No, most of the stuff, all, I've, I only paid, like, maybe 40 at most for them. 60. So the only rule being Nintendo with the Super Mario All-Stars one. Yeah. That's it. That's fair. Um, it's not even worth 60. Like, the, you know, the Mega Man collections, like, there was one that had Battle and Chase in it. Um, another one... I want to say it had Mega Man X Command Mission, but that seems like a big game to just add as a bonus. I don't no. think it did. No, because that would have been that generation. It had something with it. Yeah, it was PS2. Like Power Battles or Maybe something? Had, I don't know. Mm, yeah, probably. probably. Or Mega Man. No, it had Mega Man Soccer. Mega Man Soccer? I don't think so. Um. Anyway, there was like cool unlockables. And like the Sonic Collection was the same way. You could like... You, I mean, again, they weren't good games, but it was like the nostalgia of actually having things to unlock by playing through them. Um, you can unlock Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It's the best game ever. Well, didn't one of them have Sonic R as an unlockable? That was the Gems Collection, and no, that was not unlockable. Oh, it was just there? Yeah, it was just there. Okay, that's fair. Um, there was another one I just thought of, and then... Oh, yeah. On the note of the Mega Man games, I think the uh, Mega Man Zero ZX Collection is actually really good. It is. Um... Because, I mean, the four Zero games on their own are just stellar. And, like, being able to play them on a big screen, it, I mean, it was huge for me because I didn't really play them. Like, I played the original on GBA. Um, but, like, I never owned an SP or anything. So, like, a lot of my GBA games, like, I have fond memories of them, but I don't remember them that well because it was on a, you know, unlit screen. Usually, like, on the bus, like... The, the visuals didn't really stick with me. It was more the experience of playing them. Um, so, like, those games hold up really well. They look great. And the ZX games I'd never played. Um, the, the DS controls are a little jank on them, but, like, those are games that don't really need the DS controls that much anyway. Like, the, the touchscreen isn't that useful. Um, yeah. So they port well in a collection uh, aspect. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go with that one. Oh, also the uh, the new Castlevania GBA collection with um, what is that? Circle of the Moon, 
Harmony Arya of Sorrow. Yeah, Arya of Sorrow and Harmony of Dissonance. Banished, or, Banished or, Torment. Yeah. Don't forget about that one. Banished Torment. That's not torment a game. these nuts. Oof. Obelisk, the Tormentor. Uh, but yeah, that was a good collection, too. Um, it's Again, it's very basic. But I think it does have, like, an unlockable with the, um, the Dracula Chronicles or whatever in it. Um, so there's still something there. But yeah, I'm not I'm not super big on the uh, on the game collections because I usually have them otherwise. So I'm just kind of word vomiting out things that I know of. <laughs> uh, for me, I go to the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection just because it has almost at least in terms of the arcades because there are a lot more console versions of Street Fighter uh, on there. But like, it's cool that I have a I have a game. Where I can play every version of Street Fighter Two, the Alpha, uh, the three versions of Alpha on arcade, and then of course the th- the the three the 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 new generation series. I and that's cool. And but not Street Fighter One because we don't talk about sucks. that game. And and the fact that if you press I think minus on it, it takes you to a mini arcade cabinet playing the game. You can see it play like in a track mode, and it gives you all the history of the game. It tells you like codes and secrets and how to get secret characters and stuff like that. And like that's all. Even has the lost concept art of the Baz. Yeah, you 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 get a whole bunch of art. You actually get a history of, of the Street Fighter like uh, franchise uh, from like it, it, 19, 1987 to all the way up to twenty. I've got the time of, uh, probably twenty eighteen. The, the time of the game's release, like Street Fighter Five uh, uh, Tournament Edition, um, which is really really cool. Um, uh, and it didn't even have a long play for four for four games. Uh, besides that, um, the X collection, the Legacy collection, I thought it's it's really really cool. Um, even though I never beat it, but I thought that boss rush mode that they that the new one they put in was a super cool idea. Even though it's stupid hard, I I do like that it, it was is. in there um, as a way to like incentivize people to buy the game again or buy these games again. And you know, even though the second half of that collection sucks more than the first half. At least you can buy it, even though you can buy it separately, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see, what else other collections do I like? Um, I will say the original Mega Man collection's kind of bad, because those are just, like, those are raw emulated, so you still have all the issues uh, with the original NES games. there's weird input lag um, in Mega Man 8 for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, the X games are good, but the, the originals aren't as good. Anyway, sorry. Because the NES sucks. Um, I do like the Capcom, Capcom beat 'em up bundle, beat 'em up, uh, beat 'em up bundle, which came with like a whole bunch of first party Capcom games that have online play and you know and stuff like that. That was that was really really cool. A nice nice cool collection. Uh, I like the original Castlevania collection um, in there because not only can you play as the English versions of those games, you can play as the Japanese versions of those games. And in the case of Castlevania three. Uh, that game is easier than, say, the English version um, or North American version. So there's that, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, Contra one is actually pretty cool. I like that one a lot too. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones I've I have because um, I don't really count the Sega Genesis ones because those are just compilation packs. I don't put them in the same like perspective as say, like say a Mega Man collections pack. Um, oh God. Uh, I think that about rounds it up for me in terms of like some of my personal favorites. Uh, so let's go ahead and ask, um, what do you guys think needs to be in a retro collection uh, for it to be like 
mm. worth buying. Even like say maybe you have a way to play those games again. What would incentivize you that need that you feel like needs to be in there uh, to to buy it again? I thought you were going to ask what games we think should be in a collection. That's next. That um, is next. Oh, gotcha. So I, I mean, I kind of already said like I want there to be some kind of extras in the collection, like to make it worthwhile. Either you know unlockable bonus games, or like enough cool content that like you know isn't there other like like you said that boss rush in Mega Man X is really cool. I haven't really messed with it much, but. Um, it's really cool that they did it because that's something you can't get otherwise. Like something to justify collecting all those games together and make it worth the money rather than just here's, you know, here's three games with basically no up res pay $60 for it. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same boat, honestly. Like uh, what Sonic origins is doing is um, they're basically uh, not only uh, making the, first four Sonic games um, up-res. They're also uh, making it so that you play the game in a whole bunch of different ways, like playing as Tails in Sonic 1, (laughs) or like playing as Knuckles in Sonic 2 or whatever, although that was already possible beforehand, but that's just the the basic example. I just want to see crazy ways to play these old games again. Like, in the case of Mega Man, for example, um... If there's a way to play as, like, I don't know, Proto-Man in Mega Man 1, that'd be super dope. You mean, like, in Mega Man Powered Up? That's yes, that's exactly a remaster. Like that. it's, it's a remake that's not... Um, that would be cool, yeah. though, because that, that probably was possible. Uh, for me, it's, like, art shit. I uh, put it, put you. I, I that's, that's, because, like, to me, it's like, yeah, I can play the games again. Because with me, I typically probably don't have a way to play these older games. Typically. Maybe I'll have one or two of them. Uh, but to me, it's it's like put in extra shit like art, put in concept art, put in stuff I've never seen before, put in all that stuff. Um, I would love if like all all these games adapted like a timeline thing of the franchise's history, like the Street Fighter one did. Like that's really cool. Like okay, this game released in August of 1991, and this also happened around the same time. Yada yada yada. Just like to give an idea of like what was going around, like in a vague sense. I think that's really cool and include some artwork there. Um, and also think that games that are like that had multiplayer aspects. I know this is a lot harder to do, but online, I feel like those all those games should have online if you're going to be re-releasing them in that capacity uh, to have a new generation of players experience it in a new in a new total new way. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for me. I'm I'm very shallow when it comes to what I will buy because uh, I mean the X collections, like I said, didn't really add much. The beat up bundles were just those games again, but a lot of them I didn't own. I never played before, so there's that that caveat. Um, also, putting out a collection that never like of games that never like got collected before, you know, um, like that's also cool. Uh, so now let's go let's go to around what is a franchise that you feel like should get a retro collection at some point down the road? Justin, I think you have an answer. Uh, first of all, you know what makes me mad? What? I, I, I name-dropped all of those retro collections that I uh-huh. love, or that I know of, and uh, did not mention Metroid Prime Trilogy, despite, you know, playing those on stream every week. That wasn't, I mean, like... So... I guess those, yeah, like... <laughs> that's three games in a collection. I mean, like, like... I'm gonna allow it. But, no, I, I'm not saying that's my okay. answer here. I'm just saying, like, how did I not name that earlier? Oh. Um, yeah. 
No, I, I do. I mean, I do want you know, Metro, uh, Metroid Prime trilogy HD, but um, exist. I will say that doesn't exist. Show. That I think it would be really cool. Where's the proof? I think it'd be really cool to have a uh, Metroid 2D collection of the first four games. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, I still want. Um, it's it's only two, but I want the Oracle games uh, remade in the Link's Awakening HD style and put together in one uh, in one cartridge um, with like you know integration between the two and stuff. Even if it's just porting the games as they were on Game Boy Color, like that's fine too. But I think they could remake them and put them on a cartridge together. As a you know, as an Oracle's collection or whatever, I don't know if that counts. Uh, I mean, like, um, yes and no, I guess. If it was just like the games themselves, and yeah, but a remake, that's an entirely new game, you know. Yeah, but it is two games together, so it's a collection of games. Retro collections. <laughs> I'm stretching Retro it. Retro collections, buddy. Um, and then of course, uh, also just one more. Um, I want the six pixel remasters uh, put together. Yeah, I'll give you that one. And a collection yeah. on consoles. Come on, Square. Where? Come on. Where's where? You know, we pay for it. Um, that deal for Apple can't yeah. be that good. Um, oh, actually, I lied. One more. Um, one more. The thing. the Mega Man Battle uh, Mega Man Battle Network connect uh, collection. That's that one. And um, what's the one that nobody cares about? Star yeah, that one. That's the only one that needs. There's no more Mega Man collections needed after that one. Like, there's Legends, but that's only two games. Like, I, I'm fine with those just being. Three, actually. You're forgetting Tron Bond. Sure, but that's not a Mega Man Legends game. Yeah, but who wants Mega Man? That's a lackluster series of. Uh, Nobody wants Mega Man Legends anyway, so. Uh, we it doesn't need a collection. Tyler? <laughs> Um, I want to see Tekken have Ooh. a collection, because we barely got any re-releases of most of the older games, uh, specifically 3, because of a specific guest character that's on there. Fuck you, gone. Um, prob- most likely the first 3, since they're all the PlayStation OGs. I also kind of want to see Tekken 4 and 5, although 5 is going to be a bit of a harder case, since there's, like, multiple versions of it uh, between Dark Resurrection and the online mode. Uh, and as for, like, extra shit, uh, they could put in, like, uh, the extra modes from uh, some of the older games, like the bowling minigame, uh, the various Tekken Force modes, uh, probably some artwork, and uh, maybe some uh, articles that are in this nice. that I have <laughs> right here. I... This is actually a Bible that I use as, like, the skeleton for my Tiger Shoes reviews on any of the nice. Tekken games. So, having that in, like, um, an actual game collection would be pretty sick, in all honesty. So, that's my pick. Tekken. Mortal Kombat Classic Collection. With a, a K. One. You spell Classic with a K. Because, for some fucking reason, you cannot play... Mortal Kombat 1 Arcade, Mortal Kombat 2 Arcade, 3, 3 Ultimate Trilogy, you cannot play those games anywhere. Yes, I know they're on the X, 
they're, they're on the Xbox Live Sing or Fight Cade. I know that. But that port sucks. Black- Warner Brothers, we want it. Make it. People would buy it. Was there rumor about that? There for have a been while? several rumors about that. There have been rumors about them remaking the first game, them remaking all three games, porting them, and in every single time, it always ends with Warner Brothers fucking canceled it because they don't feel like the audience is there. Fuck you. Um, I want to play my reptile who actually looks like a rep, like the reptile item, like some lizard piece of shit. That being said, also, make the 3D collection, because you know what? Fuck it. Those MK fans have got to be happy. Those games have never been re-released outside of those original consoles. Let them play Deception, uh, uh, what's the other one called? Fuck. Shaolin, not Shaolin Monk. Deadly Alliance, Deadly Alliance, Armageddon, and throw in Shadow Monks as a bonus. Make those games available again. I guarantee you, Mortal Kombat is considered is one of the highest selling properties of all time. People fucking love this series. People would love to play the OG games. You know what? Put online for all of them. Put them online. Yes, that would be awesome. That would be great. Um, I just want to play all two. You, you had me with the with the three D. I would play those. I would I would fight you in those because <laughs> I never played them, and to see it, they're just as trash as I think they are. Um, yes, the Harakiri's are hilarious. So yeah, I like. I feel like those games should be collected. Um, shit, what's uh uh what's another one I think should be collected? Um, Donkey Kong. Give me all the Donkey Kong games on on a collection, like they did with the Kirby one. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 the Donkey Kong Land games and then fucking throw in the GBA games just because I think they're slightly different I don't know how different they are but just throw them on there um, that would be cool um, shit I, uh, I think the, 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 the and this is the big one the Marvel vs the Versus collection where you get X-Men Children of the Atom X-Men vs. Street Fighter Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Give me, yeah, give right. me all those. That is what I Give me what I want. You know what I want. You put them on, a, on an arcade board. Why can't I have them on console? You have them. They're there. Let me play Marvel 1, Marvel 2 again. Let me play Chill the Atom for the first time. Let me experience these games. I don't care if they're not part of your stupid MCU project. I just want to play them. I just want to play them. That's it. I will give you... I I will pay a full $60 for that collection. I will pay a full $60 for the MK collection because that's how bad I want it. I don't care. I want them. There you go. I'm done. I, w- I want those. Those are the things that like are seemingly obvious that people ask for. But nada. Nothing. It's insane to me that you can't play. You can play the original Street Fighter 2 right now on anything. Especially Capcom even made it even easier. With Capcom Arcade Stadium. Go on there. Pay $4 Pay four dollars for the download. Boom. You got Street Fighter 2. You can play with your buddy. It's awesome. You want to play online? You buy the other version. Not that complicated. Mortal Kombat? Now you got to play X or 11. You can't even buy 9 anymore. Fucking ingrates. Mother... Fucking ingrates. Alright, I'm done. I'm tired of ranting. I'm so tired from the food steak that I ate earlier today. Um, food steak. <laughs> I eat food steak, steak like a human being. I, I just wanna human. I just wanna body these fools in Mortal Kombat. That's all. That's all I wanna do. I w- I wanna show off my reptile and my rain. 
But let's get out of here. Go ahead. Fight me in my GameCube. I will fight. I will gladly fight you in your shitty 3D environment and school you at your own game like I beat Tyler at his own games. I will gladly do that, sir. But please, (laughs) tell the people where they can find your stuff. Look forward to the rematch uh, and the first attempt for Tekken 3. I'll beat you there too, buddy. Uh, you can find me if we'll you see. look for Zero Score all over the internet, such as uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. Um, as I mentioned, I'm doing a new series where I play a random uh, game off of the PS Plus collection every every week. And I am still streaming uh, Metroid Prime with my friend Chris on Thursdays. Uh, we've probably got two more streams of it, but we will beat it in June. And then move on to Metroid Prime 2, which I'm excited for because... One's a little rough. I, I, I've always thought it was a little rough. Um, well, I mean, always. Looking back, like, since 2 came out, it's been a little rough. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to move on. Tyler! You can follow me on Twitter at HatesThat'sHi. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Uh, I also stream live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tiredshoes1. Check the schedule to see what the heck I'm streaming. On Monday nights, on the nights that we record, I am currently playing through Pokemon Red. That's been pretty fun so far. Um, As for Cinema Shot, um, stay tuned for the next episode, for the penultimate episode of our fighting game renaissance movies, where we review Tekken 2 Kazuya's Revenge. Oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> this is your fault, Tyler. This is we could have been watching Turtles movies. I will take full responsibility for want, that. No, one. I mean it was a vote. He didn't have to pick it. He didn't have to pick it. He could have picked something more fun. He knew what it was in that list. He knew. Ex- hey, we had fun in the first half. <sighs> At least we ended with Mortal Kombat 2021. So there's that, I guess. And you know, yeah. I, I yeah, <sighs> a pretty good game. It's a pretty, pretty good, pretty good movie. Um, you can find me at Twitter.com. <laughs> I'm very tired, sorry. I ate a lot. And then my aunt, she had some steak that was left over, so I ate that too, because I'm like, let me just be a lethargic asshole right now and just eat it, because she, she wanted to give it to me, so I ate that too. It was, it was very, very good. You steak. ate so much food steak. Like very, very good. It was so good. There was so much at stake. So good. And then they had um, uh, fried onion uh, onion rings. Oh, it was so good. Um, and then they had the bread. I'm full, basically, because I'm trying to say... But you can catch me live four times a week at Twitch.tv says Iggy2814. Uh, I stream Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Saturdays, I don't know what's going on with Thomas anymore. I think um, I think I'm going solo again this Saturday because the man's too busy playing Destiny, which is totally fine. That's his game. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> we're going to be back together for Monster Hunter Rise at the end of the month. Uh, sunbreak, so go back to that. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to plan for this Saturday. Sunday, though, Todd and I are going to stream together again. Uh, we're going to be playing fighting games all night long because the Capcom uh, oh, fighting no. collection officially releases this week. And we're going to play Hyper Street Fighter 2, all the Dark Soccer games, Mega, uh, mini, the, the mini mini gem game, and then Puzzle Fighter. We're going to play all of them. We're going to play all of them. It's going to be great because they have... We're going to have Rollback Deck Code. And uh, Wednesday, this coming Wednesday... We'll be playing Katamari Damacy. I've re-rolled. I've never yeah. played it before, so let's see how this goes. And then the following week, 
I've been wanting to play this game for a while, and it's a perfect game because the uh, it's a perfect game because I can just do it in one stream and never play it again if I don't like it. The following Wednesday, I can I will finally play Fall Guys, Fall Guys on stream for the very first time because this time tomorrow it'll be on 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 Epic Games Store on and it'll be free everywhere. So um, there's that, and then the first week of July. Super Mario RPG on Wednesday is going to do that game off the Super Nintendo Classic. So gonna, that's going to be exciting. Right. I'm very excited to get another game that's been haunting me for the better part of eight years and finally beating it. Um, that's going to do it. And then go to charts.com where you can listen to this episode as well as past shows if you want. And, of course, listen to our other show that Tyler mentioned being Cinema Shot. And the wrestling shows are now actually starting to get uploaded. Thomas was feeling a little sick, so they got a little behind. So you're going to get those. We're actually having a recording recently since we got so many built up. We're going to release those, and then we'll go back to recording. So no polls on, the, on our Twitter end for a while until uh, we've released enough shows to feel like we, we need to put votes out there and start recording again. Uh, and that's going to do it for everybody. We'll see you all next week. Uh, hopefully with some more gaming news. Uh, until next time, guys, stay charged. <laughs>